Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Today is day two of the Elite Eight. By the end of this podcast, we will have a final four. Yesterday, uh, the Sly and the Family Stone and the Pixies advanced. They will face off in one bracket. And uh, today we have Big Star versus the Stooges and Velvet Underground versus Nirvana. So we'll jump in. Early game, Big Star versus the Stooges. Uh, I tend to think this is a, a tiny bit of a mismatch. I think Big Star is a, you know, sort of a mid-major program that made a great run. But um, I'd be willing to have someone talk me out of out of my predisposition. No, this is the ACC champion here, uh, Stooges. I think um, I. It's hard for me to. I, I mean, I, t- I tend to agree with you. Um, I think Big Star uh, had an easy way to, um, to the elite eight perhaps, um, or slightly easier, uh, which, which allowed them to get this far. But in reality, just in terms of the massive, massive influence, um, that the Stooges have had in, in setting up, uh, sort of launching punk metal, heavy, heavy metal. I mean, it, it just, it goes on and on and on. I Not mean, only that, but launching Iggy Pop uh, directly into audience a members. Pro- a human projectile, <laughs> yeah, into the sixth row of, uh, of the auditorium. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's like, it's not often that you get a band that has that perfect blend of uh, you know, they, they look great on paper, um, the albums rock, and, you know, I, I love them top to bottom. Um, it's well ahead of its time. Uh, they achieve some pretty mainstream success in that time, but certainly everybody, um, uh, everybody who, who heard them, you know, the, their cult following basically consisted of, of every great musician of that era in the United States and, and many from England as well. Um, you know, and then on top of that, uh, the, the legacy is, I mean, it's hell, it's hard to say, I, I just yeah I don't know I'm I'm basically at a loss for words. Well, here's the point. I'll, I'll yeah, give it I mean, over Big to, Star to is the Cinderella team that you know is going to lose <clears throat> when they hit the uh, the meat grinder exactly of the, of the Detroit automotive uh, factory that is the Stooges and uh, you know I, th- I think it's you know look I'll, I'll give Big Star their credit I mean it, it's a, a band that that has also influenced a lot of bands and that certainly. Um, I think I said it early in early rounds. Big Star is one of those rare kind of cult finds that you, you hear a lot about kind of obscurities and, and rock, and, and you get to discover those as you get more, um, you know, into music and, and kind of go crate digging. And Big Star is one of those rare ones that you're like, holy shit, like, these guys are, are legit. I mean, everything they did was was fantastic. And I'll even say, uh, you know, take it to the third their third record, Um it's it's a bit of a mess, but it's a beautiful mess. Um, but, you know, I think the Stooges just really, if we're talking greatest American band, I mean, they, they certainly represent the USA and everything we stand for in a big way. Like the fucking ass-kicking, you know, Nazi ass-kicking G.I. Joe of, like, American <laughs> rock. So, um... Should we vote? Yeah, I was just going to say Stooges. That's the uh, beginning and middle <laughs> end of my argument. Yeah. Stooges. Sweep. Yep. Yeah.
one I think um, you know as much as I, I, I feel like we the first game ended early I think the second one may go into quadruple overtime so Velvet Underground versus Nirvana when the money you kick this one off <laughs> I mean punt yeah no kidding um, Velvet Underground both bands never put out bad moment really neither one of these bands ever had a bad moment they lasted about the same amount of time um shockingly uh the velvet underground survived intact um although uh most of their members didn't make it in, uh deep into into the game but um you know nirvana was a uh, uh like i said a lightning bolt um kurt cobain a singular talent um, you know, not to take away from the other two guys, but you know, it, it's without it is Kurt Cobain, and it is um, really his imprint on the world that we're talking about. And he had the ability, um, the intellectual capacity, the songwriting ability that that rare um, sort of combination of the ability to to write hooks and and catchy songs play them loudly and to write songs that really affected people and really hit people. I mean, like I said, I was, uh, I was in college when this album, when the, when Nevermind came out and it, it was, um, you know, it changed the business. Like I said, it was, uh, it was a complete alteration of the ge- you know, the geography of, of music, business, radio, um, all of it. It it just sort of you know somebody hit the brakes and all of a sudden you had to take you know you had to take a massive U turn and go in the other direction and it really it was palpable in in real time which is a strange thing usually you look back historically and you think about oh wow that really was a, a major sea change when you were experiencing this you felt like it was a major sea change um, you know one one interesting point I, I think that you know as, as we're evaluating these bands side by side um, I I always sort of like to to think about the Velvet Underground from you know versus a band like Nirvana, it, it, it's an incredibly rare thing for for Nirvana to have achieved um, such immense mainstream success. Um, I mean, if you went around the world today, I mean, it literally you know and, and said sort of bands that are synonymous with American rock, like Nirvana is one of the first names you're going to hear um, pretty much anywhere. Uh, I mean, it was truly a, a global um, a global event, and you know. I, they were also the darlings of critics, right? I mean, who you know, which is pretty unusual. I mean, that you would get basically every indie rock nerd anywhere at the age of 14, 15, 16 is pretty much obsessed with Nirvana. Um, and that trend continues for, you know, for the rest of their lives if they are music lovers. Well, I think you were also... Music lovers love the Velvet Underground. Um, in some places, interestingly, they have uh, a tremendous amount of... Um, you know, broad appeal, uh, but but I'm not sure that it's um, it's quite as universal. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I look back at both these bands as kind of the first time I heard them both, and and so 
I remember really vividly. So uh, our sister Lisa, or when and I, sister Lisa, um, you know, was back at home and she had a CD collection. She was uh, at the time a radio DJ at, at NYU radio station. And I grabbed her Nico CD and 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 uh, listened to heroin like over and over again. I mean that song just kind of built and built and built and you know obviously the lyrics are very you know uh, sort of forward and, and and dark and and controversial. But you know I was young and and getting into music and, and it just kind of blew me away. And, and simultaneously I remember not too too long after that um, hearing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" for the first time. And and funny enough back then there was different mediums, so there was. You know, Nirvana was obviously of the MTV age. Um, radio was still a big part. And Nirvana was one of those bands that fell in between kind of music genres. So there was the, the college rock slash alternative. Then there was kind of metal. And the first time I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit was on Headbangers Ball. And just like, whoa, what is that? And, and buying the tape. And I, I, I absolutely remember being vividly excited to to. Uh, bring my my best friend at the time into my room and play that song for him and be like, oh my God, you have to hear this. Like, this is the coolest song I've heard. And like almost jumping around my room, like, you know, like a a little, you know, just teeny bopper. And uh, and so, you know, I mean, I think both these bands just have a huge impact. And I think to your point when like early on, neither of them messed up, right? I mean, there were short careers, um, unfortunately for for obviously Kurt Cobain that, that ended in tragedy. Um, but it was, uh, but, but everything they put out was fantastic, including an MTV unplugged live album, which is, it's one of their like better, I mean, not better, but it's, it's a really substantial piece of art. You no, know, and I great. can, I can really speak to that because I, I know that we've, we've gone back and forth on this when, um, as, as sort of whether it's, I mean, obviously it's, it's, uh, important it's, it's, you know, widely loved. Um, but you know, I, I contest that it, I really think that there's just a rawness about, I mean, it's, it's such a, such an incredible connection that he developed develops with an audience that like continues to exist 25 years later or, or however the hell long it is again this is the math issue but um yeah 25 years later um that that he would you know that that connection is just as as uh sort of vivid and direct and and powerful as it, as it was back then um and you know i i think the the what what nirvana did in a way was was really to um strip down I think strip themselves down and sort of lay bare like a a vulnerability and an aggression simultaneously that I think characterizes pretty much everybody's life uh, for for at least a few years um, as teenagers Um, and and at different points in time you know throughout the rest of your life the Velvets to me though are like they're the ultimate cool fucking band right they sang about edgy stuff they look un- Believable. I mean, I, I like. I can't. I mean, nothing is cooler than, to me than like Lou Reed in like his his Ray Bans and and you know leather jacket with hardware um, and you know this sort of gorgeous uh, uh, Teutonic uh, Dirk Nowitzki style. I was size gonna say, would blonde. you? You know, if, you, if you're pitting uh, Nico, uh, Nico up against Kurt, Chris Novoselic, she, she's I think the. She's <laughs> She is she is the Detlef shrimp of um, <laughs> of the Velvet Underground, uh, but you know yeah it's like, and I mean plus you've got the you've got that cool sort of cross Atlantic relationship and you know with John Cale there um, just I mean it, yeah it def- it's defining of like this sort of badass avant garde I 
God, this is hard. It is. I mean, you think about the the opening to Sweet Jane and the opening to Smells Like Teen Spirit. I mean, it's just both bands really kind of like give me chills every time. I mean, just talking about it and thinking about the songs, I I, I have like adrenaline pumping through my veins because they're they're both just so no. I'm getting I, good. yeah. I'm getting very excited instead of like <laughs> bouncing up and down on the couch over here. It's pretty it's pretty crazy just thinking yeah, about these I've, two. I've gone you know either way on this on this. I've I've you know really. I've been thinking about it a lot the last couple of days, and um, it's it's a really really tough one. Um, Velvet Underground sort of introduced me um, to a, a sort of intellectual uh, realm that I wasn't aware uh, existed in in rock music, and and Nirvana, you know, doubled down on the on the sort of visceral elements, as well as being um, you know uh, smart and and you know. Very um, deep, yeah, deep and and you know, but, but having a feel. I think it's you know, it's funny. I, as we're talking about this, I, I think to myself like, if you were to play this for you know, non-English speaking people, um, what would they respond to? And and you know, I mean, Nirvana wins that hands down. I mean, Velvet Underground. I think you definitely need context and um, you need to understand what what it is they're talking about because what they're talking about is is interesting. And and very much uh, at the center of of what their uh, music is about. Um, I'm not sure that if you stripped away the um, you know the sort of writing and thoughtfulness around their music that it, it would really hold up as, as particularly. I mean, there's certain songs that would, but there's a you know a handful. Of, there's quite a few songs that would that would sort of you know fall together um and be uh, slightly uh, unremarkable um that said uh you know nirvana like the stooges is a, is a punch in the gut it, it it invigorates you are we ready to make the most difficult decision of the uh of the tournament Tourney so far so guys far, yeah. yeah can i uh can i, I kick this off i think Go um i will start by saying that that the velvet underground is truly one of my favorite bands and and of these two um i actually think the velvet underground is is more my favorite um than than nirvana ever has been um but the way i'm approaching this is by asking myself if civilization were to collapse tomorrow and we had to preserve uh a cd or uh one band's music um and rebuild from that um which of these two would I pick? And by the way, neither is a bad choice, um, but I think I would have to go with Nirvana. And for that reason, you know, I think these guys are, are the ultimate American ambassadors um, it, it, in that sense. So Nirvana is where I, where I cast my ballot. Well, uh, I don't know if you've been looking around, but society has come to a screeching halt and we need to rebuild music. Um, and we actually, we actually may be burying CDs um, in, in the coming weeks, just in yeah. case. So, um, Jared, do you want to go? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I actually could almost echo um, <clears throat> Christian sentiment. I, I probably, if if I was a rock critic, I would I would give um, Velvet Underground probably the the leg up here. But um, I'm going to probably decide this one right here and right now. And, and I'm going to go back to actually the the day I, I learned of Kurt Cobain's death and, and how impactful that was for me. I was, I was in high school and... and um, I remember being at, you know, some sort of sports practice after school and just being really fucking bummed out. <laughs> and, and I know that like that, that uh, 
Yeah, legitimately sad. I was sad. Yeah, and I was I was I was very upset. And uh, and I don't think uh, you know I can't really remember another musician or band that's that's had that impact on me. So um, for that, I'm gonna say Nirvana. Well, the the it's decided they're being pushed into the final four. The uh, uh, the one thing I will say um, in closing, and actually it was a clean sweep. I was I I was I came into this. Honestly, thinking that the finals would be, I mean, when we were in the round of 64, I thought the finals would be Velvet Underground versus the Beach Boys. And neither one of them are still standing. So that is really... uh, So everybody who hates us for our methodology, um, you know, this is the, yeah, no, these things, these things change. It's a dynamic process. And you guys have put up some great, great arguments here in the last, uh, last couple of weeks. And it's, it's definitely been... um, fascinating to, to sort of explore these from a different perspective yeah a zero-sum competitive perspective that is yeah no i i'm really uh i'm i'm not shocked that nirvana moves on but i am shocked that it's a clean sweep and i am shocked that the velvet underground who i think you know all of us count among our favorite bands uh is laying on the side of the road to the final four um with a with a needle hanging out of their arm yeah. by the way <laughs> well that's i think that's one two three four that's almost every single one of these bands that's yeah I was gonna say um, if you're listening kids Our final four is set, and we will be back to uh, oh, play it out. And what it is, uh, Sly and the Family Stone versus the Pixies, Oof. and the Stooges versus Nirvana. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. So do your homework, kids, and um, uh, don't do drugs. And um, let's, uh, we will reconvene. Or if you do do drugs, start a band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the final four. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is uh, this is impressive. This has been a, a long haul, and like much like the NCAA tournament itself, you you, you know the Final Four uh, sit for a week and and gestate, and you get to you know soak in what you've seen up to this point, and uh, we'll we'll find out who uh, we will be playing instead of one shining moment um, in about a week. So uh, thanks, you guys. We look for- Go Looking ahead. forward to the final four. We'll see you next uh, next week. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. See you next week. Thanks. That's it for this episode of Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks to Simon Doom for our intro music, Hair of the God, and to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall. 
You can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Tweet our mistakes and your recommendations and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Until next time, on behalf of Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you for listening.